Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Joined with my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. Bryce, how you doing today? I'm tired. It's been a rough week on the low. Oof, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it's been a bit of a week for me, too, but... Uh, Our power went out. Your, your school's power went out? Yeah, it was at night, though. Damn, that's rough. Yeah, that happened to us, like, sophomore year or something like that. There was, like, a tornado warning or something in the area, so we lost power for about 20, 25 minutes, but... Well, this was hours. I mean, it was at night, so it didn't really matter, like right. I said. Yeah, but no, this was like in the middle of the afternoon. So we, lost, well, we actually lost water in the middle of the afternoon the other day. Now, that's unfor- That's really unfortunate. That was, that, was, that was short, though. That was only for like an hour or so, but... Ah, all right. Well, today is February 12th, and last weekend... There was Super Bowl 55. And, yeah, you know you know what happened in the game by now, and you know how I feel about it. Bryce, what, what was your reaction to, uh, to this game? I sure did Platinum Spider-Man. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Actually, I planned on both of the Spider-Man games. Not during the Super Bowl, but... I mean, this one of these days we're going to get a good Super Bowl. I mean, eventually. I mean, on paper, this should have been a good Super Bowl. It should have been. Um, I think we underrated how bad that Chiefs whole line was going to be. Because they really kind of did struggle at points in, in this uh, playoff. So we kind of just ignored it because, like, Pat Mahomes is on the screen. Um, Frogman good. Yeah, Kermit, Kermit D quarterback. But um, yeah, no, I I knew that the Chiefs tackles being out for this game that was going to be a big deal, but I didn't know how big of a deal it was going to be. I you know, I think that should have been kind of a sign. I mean, because I look how the Bucks defense played against Green Bay. I mean, that line is. It's significantly better in Green Bay. And the Buccaneers, they were getting pressure on Rodgers pretty much all day. So I guess we should have expected this against Mahomes with a weaker offensive line, and we kind of just figured Mahomes would work his magic. But, uh, yeah, that cheap, that Buccaneers defense, you know, it, it, it was legit all season, really. And they just they showed up. I mean, there were times where they looked a bit like defense going to really perform, but yeah, they showed up. Man. I mean, those, I, I think the only, I mean, really the only games I can think of where it was really bad were the Saints ones, but Tom Brady also played a really big part in those games. He played like shit, so it's not really all on defense. Um, and I mean, you know, we, we were saying Tampa Bay needed to play a perfect game in order to be Kansas City, they they kind of did more than that. 
They they definitely played a perfect game. Um, I mean, I guess there's not much else. They played a perfect game, and they got those, you know, ticky-tack calls from the refs as well, which helps. You know, I, I mean, that like wasn't going to sway the outcome. Complain about the refs this game because, yeah, there were a couple calls that went in Tampa Bay's favor, but for the most part, there were none of the calls were like that egregious, in my opinion. I didn't see anything that was like crazy egregious. So people turn to the pass interference in the end zone. Yes, that wasn't pass interference, but you could make a case for holding, which. Again, just like the, in the mm-hmm. NFC Championship, has the same result. The best way to avoid that is to, like, you know, not grab the receiver, which you're not okay, supposed to do in general. So if you're going to do it and get flagged for it, I don't see how that makes any sort of difference. There were um, some moments, I think, if it happened to Kansas City, it wouldn't have gone that way. Like, uh, that, uh, the Tyron. Or who I mean, was it? Tyron who got that pick? Yeah, he got the interception on the tip, and Travarius Ward, I believe, was holding. And I mean, yeah, he was holding. So I, I again, like, if you want to blame the refs, I mean, they're making the calls because that was holding. Well, you I, can't I, blame the refs fully in a thirty-one to nine result. I mean, there's definitely some difference of you know getting outplayed there i mean at the end of the day tampa bay played a very smart very disciplined game and kansas city really just didn't do either of those i'm you know i'm surprised pat fans are like happy with this to be honest with you this is not good for the pats (laughs) truth be told how so Uh, well they just showed you that bill belichick's a fucking fraud and anyone could have gotten those rings Bill Belichick really ain't shit. Um, and their entire relevancy and success and their everything, their entire history is all Tom Brady. He just showed you that, and they're, they're See, celebrating the is, though, it. People don't agree with that statement. People still think well, that it was all Belichick here, and not Brady. Well, uh, here's the thing. That's uh, how I don't know how you could say that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't think it's fair to say that it's either one of them. Oh, it was Brady. I think Brady played a bigger part than a lot of the haters give him credit for. But I don't think you can make an argument saying that, yeah, Brady could could have done that with any head coach. No. Um, I think the fact that they form a very good tandem, I think that plays a massive role in the Patriots' success over the past 20 years. You could throw like a pretty average coach in there and they win six. Um, how you get rid of McDaniels, they probably win more. Yeah, that's that's um, a dialogue for another day, but I, I really, honestly, God, do not believe that you have the Patriots dynasty without both Brady and Belichick. No, you do. Yeah, you, you do. Um, if Brady's I just, I there... I don't see it. Well, I mean, they they just showed you. I I mean, I don't really know. I mean, yeah, he can it win was, a Super Bowl was, without Belichick. Was, but I don't think anyone's ever placed. argued that. No, people have argued that Brady needs Belichick, but I don't think that you can necessarily say that Brady doesn't need Belichick 
He well, all right, no, he doesn't need Belichick, and I'm sure Belichick doesn't necessarily need Brady to win. But well, the, the sustained success of the last two decades, you don't have without both of them. I I mean, I don't. You definitely need a good head coach to sustain that, but it didn't necessarily have to be Bill Belichick. I think somebody who is also good, like if you put. Hmm. Who could I say? Like, say McVeigh was old, like you know older, like in his fifties or something, and you gave him that dynasty. They probably do better. Um. I mean, McVeigh was phenomenal with Jared Goff, and like, I think we do have to give him credit for that. That man made a made an offense with Todd Gurley and. Jared Goff looked good. I mean, um, Todd Gurley at the time was actually a very good player, but let's, let's keep it real here. That 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 offense really was the design of Sean McVay. Um, yeah, and no one's going to argue that Sean McVay was probably the most important part of that offense. I mean, the man's a football genius, so obviously, yeah, he's a very, very good head coach. But bringing it back to that, I just I don't see how someone can make a point that you could win six without both of them. Well, I mean, Belichick, you don't necessarily... Belichick comes up with some fantastic defensive game plans, and Brady pretty much every game comes out and plays very good football. I think both roles need to be there in order to have such sustained success, and I just don't see any other head coach in the league having that kind of sustained success over that period of time. I could be wrong. But um I don't know. I don't I just think I mean, you don't necessarily have to have like this fucking mastermind coach, right? I mean some players are just good enough to win you multiple rings and you know, I I do get what you mean because not it's not just any coach could you know handle talent and a team like that and win six because like if Mike McCarthy was any good he'd probably have like four rings. He probably should have four rings. Um. So yeah, it's not just anybody, but like. You put some, I think you put some above average coaches in that situation. I think they, they succeed. Yeah. I mean, do they win, you know, two, three, maybe even four Super Bowls with Brady over that time period? Probably. I mean, you put, I don't know. I mean, you put Andy Reid in New England. Yeah. They probably win more than six Super Bowls. I mean, truth be told, if there's a lot of those Super Bowls that, they had no business really winning. Uh, the Seahawks won being one. That wasn't one because of Brady or Belichick. That was one because Pete Carroll had dementia and forgot what part of the field they were on. Um, and the Falcons one, I mean, it's a, it's a goddamn shame that that offensive coordinator got a head coaching job after that. Yeah. Um. 
And they did lose to Eli Manning twice. I cannot overstate enough that they lost to Eli Manning. Not not one time, but two, two times. And Nick I Foles. Really, I really hope that that helps you sleep better at night, Bryce. It doesn't really help me sleep. It's just weird because like he's played all these quarterbacks, and Eli Manning was the one he couldn't be like out of everybody. Like Eli is not that good. I mean, let's look at the quarterbacks Brady's played in the Super Bowl. He's played. McNabb, Kurt Warner. Warner, yeah, he's one. Donovan McNabb, I don't think he went to the Hall of Fame, but like, he was great. In his prime, he was one of the best in the league. Uh, then he had Jake DeLome. We don't have to talk about that. And then no, we can. Well, Jake DeLome was okay. Like he wasn't he anything was special. Fine, all things considered, but he wasn't special though. He wasn't like a great quarterback or anything. He's still only very, you know, he still only squeaked by DeLome as well. And then he had Eli Manning twice. Eli's obviously a Hall of Famer because of that, but. I mean, Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. two rings and he's not going to be, he probably wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Eli Manning being the Giants ring of honor, but he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you can make that argument for so many people. Like, oh, take away their rings. They're not a Hall of Famer. Like, no fucking shit. Like, rings are a big part of the Hall of Fame argument. Rings are a, a bad, like, player versus player argument. But if you're going to argue someone's yeah. Hall of well, Fame status. I think, I think player versus player depends on the context of the rings. So, like, you know, if we're talking about, like, I don't know, a quarterback getting carried to a ring despite having an absolutely awful game. We can talk about, you know, Peyton Manning's last ring. We can talk about Brady's sixth ring. Um, there's plenty of examples of that. There are obviously, those obviously mean less than, say, we'll, we'll say this game, Brady, who had a phenomenal game. Um... I'll even I'll even throw Nick Foles in there because that he played very well even though it was against a bad defense. I'll give him that. And those are just some recent examples. I mean, you can you can make an argument for just about any quarterback. Well, I I never win a chip. I never when I when I compare players, I never really look at rings because I don't think that's that's not a fair argument. Cuz I do get what you mean like individual performance in that game, yes. But like when you when you if you rely on the ring argument, like you just you lose a lot of great talent. Like Dan Marino is a top five quarterback of all time, but he never won anything. Um, yeah, no, I'm not saying rings should be the be all end all. But I, I see all these in the argument. No, I I don't think so because like I see all these like especially now it's like oh you know who's the greatest athlete ever. And they're like, oh, Brady is because he won seven rings. Like, if we're really going to go off, like, championships won. The well, first of all, if we're going to talk to the big three, the greatest athletes, Bill Russell. And no, I've never met a single human being on earth that would say Bill Russell is the greatest basketball player of all time. Uh, I also, I, I'm no disrespect to Bill Russell, but, like, he, he's a revolutionary player. But I do not think he would be the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't even think he would say that. Well, he might. I don't know. Well, um, you know, he's eighty-seven after all. You know, he might might say something. Fuck but... yeah, I would let it, I'd let it slide. Um, 
And like I see so many people like, oh, Brady's the greatest athlete ever. That is so disrespectful, honestly. That, that's honestly disrespectful because he's he's I okay. If we're talking greatest athlete ever, I mean you have to talk about Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, uh Simone Biles, Wayne Gretzky. I mean Dude, Wayne I Gretzky, you gotta you gotta understand the things he did for hockey. I know you don't. I know you don't like hockey. You don't care about hockey, but you gotta understand Wayne Gretzky. He has like 140 world records, not even just NHL records, world records. Best hockey player of all time. He won several championships. I I can't even try to put what he did to hockey in terms of other sports contexts because what he did was just so insane. I mean, shit like that too. I mean. There's so many revolutionaries. In my opinion, of Wayne Gretzky is the greatest athlete of all time. But. I definitely would not say. I wouldn't say it's anyone who plays a unified sport. I would say it's probably like Michael Phelps or Simone Biles, like an or Usain Bolt, like an Olympic athlete. I would say it's one of them. And I'd probably lean towards Usain Bolt, even though Michael Phelps might be more decorated. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I mean, you do, that is true. Like, individual athletes who are as decorated as Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. And I'll even throw a, is it Venus Williams, the one that's won a lot? Serena. Serena, yeah, Serena Williams. Serena has an argument. Serena Williams has an argument for the best athlete of all time. But I think Wayne Gretzky is just... If you understand, like, what he did to hockey, it's just absurd. Like, he was... So, I'm going to go hockey a bit here. In hockey, you get a point for your stat total if you score a goal or an assist. And it's... An average season, you know, a top-tier player might have, like, you know, 100, 110 points. Wayne Gretzky was the fastest player in NHL history to not only hit 1,000 points his first time, but then the second time he got it when he hit 2,000 points, that was faster than anyone had hit 1,000 points. It's just absurd. And I, I don't even know how to compare that to any other sport because it's, it's just an insane stat. I mean, all-time records also are a marker. I mean... Because you look at basketball, the point record, who knows if that's going to be touched. I, the only person who has a chance is LeBron. Um, and he probably will end up falling short. I mean, he's third right now. He might crack two. I don't know if he's going to catch Kareem. But he'll probably well, be Carl. Kareem's at 38,000. Carl Malone is at 36,000. I, I, I need Carl Malone out of there. Stat. Yeah, he uh, not not a good guy. Um, now Bron, I mean, Bron's got he's about two thousand points behind Malone. He should be able to. He'll that. he'll ab- he'll pass Malone. I don't know if he'll catch Kareem though. That's gonna be a pretty heavy. Well, how many points does he typically have in a season? Um, I don't know. I mean, this is also not a full season technically, so. Uh, 
I'm just looking to see if he's got... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I think you know. Obviously, if anyone is going to have a chance to, it's going to be LeBron. I think he's currently the only player that could even like scratch it. I don't know where. Like, well, I mean, the next the next highest among active players is Carmelo. Melo's not going to get a there. Eight thousand yeah. points behind LeBron. Yeah, Melo's not going to get there. And then, um, then you got KD. At twenty seventh, KD. KD. KD's gonna might crack like top fifteen, top ten, maybe. KD's gonna be top ten. I don't know where he's gonna end up, but he'll be top ten. Um, I don't, well, I mean, the difference between LeBron and Kareem is the difference between KD and top ten. I think it's a little bit less actually. So. Well, I, I think that's doable. I mean, I think it's doable. I think LeBron could catch Kareem. That would be... I think uh, it wouldn't. Twitter but, might burn down if LeBron passes Kareem. No, I don't think there's anything LeBron can do to convince people that he's the go. I mean, I think he is, but... Man, being the scoring leader all time and being that high up on the assist chart as well, I think he's top 10. Um I mean, that is a hard argument. I mean, LeBron, I think if we're talking unified sports greatest athletes of all time, I think LeBron's up there. I, I'll give you the Wayne Gretzky thing. Um, I think soccer-wise, Ronaldo Messi. Uh, who else for soccer? Maybe... Um, Pele? I mean, Pele's... I don't I don't really know soccer so Pele the thing about Pele is he never really like he he played in an era where like leagues were small and his, most of his success that people remember him for was international which is a big deal but he he's up there but I would say the goat of soccer is between Ronaldo and Messi I think we've we've honestly been very lucky sport wise in the modern day to have these amazing athletes like take over the goat position. Because when we were born, like the goat of football was probably I don't know Joe Montana at quarterback was probably the best quarterback of all time. I think everyone would say that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um. Baseball was probably, I don't know who people thought was the GOAT. Maybe people still thought Babe Ruth was the GOAT at the time because we were born in 99. Maybe Hank, maybe Hank or Willie. Um, Most people probably would have said Ruth. I would say now the GOAT of baseball is Bonds. Um, Even though, you know, you know how MLB feels about that. Um, Basketball, I think people would have said it was Jordan. I mean, Jordan was still playing. Actually, man, I don't know. Yeah, people probably would have said it was Jordan. His career was still going, though. Um, but, I mean, he was clearly in his twilight years at that point. Yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, yeah. He. It was pretty much over, but. 
I think um, the goat probably would have been Jordan. People still think the goat's to Jordan, and that's fair, but I would consider there's, LeBron. There's absolutely an argument to be made as to having Jordan as the goat. But at the same time, though, what LeBron's done, I just don't believe that you can really make an argument. Well, no, that's not even true. I believe you can make an argument. It's just... I mean, it goes back to the rings. People's the the one argument people have on LeBron is rings. That's it. Jordan did nothing. Jordan, uh, I mean, you. I don't even really know if you can argue Jordan as. Uh, eh, never mind. I I I can see the argument is Jordan is a better scorer, but like, Le- LeBron has more points than them, and you could say, well, LeBron played longer. Well, that speaks to longevity as well. And longevity, it it absolutely, um, it absolutely matters. And you and you look at LeBron right now. LeBron's, I wouldn't say. I mean, media might say he's the MVP right now. I think he's a top three candidate right now, and he's in his eighteenth year. Yeah, I mean, being I'm mean, being a candidate for MVP in your eighteenth season, and it is is insane. That is ridiculous. Um. I mean, Jordan was definitely not the passer he was. He definitely was not the rebounder he was. He probably he was a better defender. That is definitely true. Um, but I mean, Jordan never had to guard a guard a KD or a Steph or a you know anything any, anything like that. So. I would give the defensive edge to Jordan either way, but I would say playing defense was probably easier in that era. Actually, it was absolutely easier in that era. I I think the go argument for basketball it can it can only be between LeBron and Jordan. People like to argue Kareem. I think Kareem is the easiest three. I think he's definitely a a top three player in basketball history, especially if you consider his accomplishments at UCLA as well. Um, but I think the go argument is between LeBron and Jordan. I think it's LeBron by a pretty fair margin. I know a lot of people would disagree with that. Yeah, and I agree. I do think Bron is the goat. It, you know. I just don't think there's ever going to be an end to that debate. Never, there Until never will be. I think if I think if Braun passes Kareem, which looking at you know the page, he averages twenty seven points a game. Kareem averaged twenty four point six points a game. So in theory, if Braun does play another three hundred games, which is like what four more years, something like that. Depends. If he plays another four seasons. He could feasibly pass him because I believe this also came when the NBA was playing way fewer games. I mean, the NBA could so, cut the schedule as well. I mean, they could make it, you know, 62 games, 60, 70, who knows? Uh, and Braun has been playing I, I don't, 82. I don't, cut, I don't think they're going to cut him permanently, but I, you know, they've talked point. about it many times and I think it might happen. Um, they might reduce the schedule. I think they should because there is no chance anybody is watching 82 regular season games of one team. 
So actually, funny you mentioned that. My buddy, my buddy Josh that I go to school with, he uh, he's a huge Knicks fan. He hasn't missed a Knicks game in like seven or eight years. I that, that would take a lot of Adderall. <laughs> Dude, the Knicks. Okay, the Knicks are exciting. Like the Knicks are. This is probably the funnest Knicks team in a while. I like quickly. Obi, we haven't seen shit. I mean, they're not really playing him. Um, but this Knicks team's fun. Randall has really come into his own. Randall's a legitimate all-star, which is something we have not had in a very long time since Melo. Um, so it's fun. I mean, they're, it's fun to see that they're going in a positive direction for once because the last few years have been absolutely abysmal. And we won the KP trade, which is high. Yeah, somehow, somehow you won that trade. I mean, honestly, it didn't. It wasn't that horrible. Looking back, like in the moment, even KP didn't want to be there. KP really. I mean, truth be told, KP is skilled, but that man could not stay healthy if you gave him a fucking billion dollars. I mean, they gave him a ton of money, anyways. Like. Uh, he just can't stay healthy. Um, That's kind of important for basketball, though, staying healthy. That I, I've seen this argument made before, um, is that KP's not a legitimate number two because of how much time he misses. Like he would be the pre- he yeah. he would be the best number three option in the league, but as a number two, he's just not steady enough. I mean, yeah, you can't really be considered a number two if you're. Only on the court, like sixty percent of the games, your you know your team's playing. And the Mavericks, Mavericks have been a disaster this year as well, uh, and they might turn around. I don't know, but if they don't, I mean, they don't. The Knicks have that pick, so yeah, I'm sure you won't you won't complain about that. The the Knicks have a very legitimate chance to create something very good, like a very very good chance that they are on the rise. And I didn't like the Thibodeau hire. I'm still, I'm not completely sold, I guess, but like, it, it's been okay. Um, It's crazy. I'm very happy with how good Quickly has been. Quickly has been one of the best rookies. And it's, it's great to see. Um, I think the best rookie has been I mean, it's absolutely been Lamelo, but yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with the Hornets. So, I mean, I know Lamelo's doing good, but Lamelo's good, man. Look, I know Lamelo's probably better than Lonzo already. That was fast. Yeah, Lonzo's not really that great. Lonzo's just kind of oversized, Rondo. And he's not even like as good as Rondo was in his prime. So Rondo was actually pretty nice in his prime. Yeah, he had a few good years. Rondo was like a legitimate, like you. You could make the argument that Rondo and Boston was better than Ray Allen at the time. He wasn't better than. Paul Pierce or KG, but 
Might have been Baron Ray. I I don't know if I'd go that far, but you know, even if even if Rondo was number four at that point, I mean, that's just very telling about how this how good the Celtics were at that point. They only got one ring out that. I know. I'm disgusted. They just ran into LeBron just too late. It kind of grew into a theme into the 2010s. Now you can't even get by Tyler Hero. Ain't that a shame? That's some shit, isn't it? <laughs> Ain't that some shit. Now, the Heat have been disgusting this year, though. The Heat are terrible. Um, I'm not impressed by them at all. Honestly, the teams in the East, I mean, the Nets, obviously... Uh, the Nets have been kind of weird this season. They haven't even... They haven't looked as dominant as I thought with getting hard. They look, but They look good against the good teams, but then really bad against the bad teams. They're playing to their opponent, and that's dangerous. That's not a good thing. Yeah, that's dangerous. You can't be doing that. The Celtics have been all over the goddamn place. <laughs> Dude, tell me about Actually, it. not really. They've kind of just been fucking disappointing, to be honest with you. Not really the mm, Celtics. Nah, I, won't say, I won't say they've been disappointing. They've just been kind of... I think all over the place was the better one. I, they've either they've had some games where they're really good, and like, and then there's some games where, yeah, that, that I, it's not. You good. know what it actually is? It's Kemba Walker. He's fucking terrible. Dude, I don't know what's going on with Kemba. I don't know. He's just not. His knees still bothering he's him. He's not good, man. He just isn't. He's not good anymore. It's brutal. Like it's. Ah, it, it's crazy and, that like the only effective point guard on this team is Peyton Pritchard, who we yeah. drafted this season to be our Tyler Hero. And Teague has been fucking terrible. Dude, Teague is disgusting. Teague has been really bad. Honestly, <sighs> and you know what is a shame? Because I said, um, when I was excited for the Teague pick. Not not the Teague. When when Kemba got signed, I said like this signing's not really that great. Like this shit not really gonna go nowhere. That was I was like more right than I thought I was gonna be. This shit went backwards. You see, I thought we were gonna get. You see, you said we were gonna get Kyrie Light. He not even Kyrie Light. That was actually kind of offensive. He not even half the player Kyrie is. The only good thing about Kemba is that you know the locker room seems to be at least doing better but the team itself is not nearly as good. I mean, it's good to see, because like, I think Tatum's developing into a leader, which is you know crucial. Yeah, Tatum and Brown have been our number one and two this season. Brown has been amazing this season, man. Uh, I can't hold it. I'm pretty them. sure Tatum and Brown are both averaging over 24 points a game, which is huge. Tatum, Tatum and Brown are definitely um, legitimate. Superstars. I mean, I don't. Brown Brown's on the verge. Tatum is definitely a superstar at this point. Um, I I would put I would put Brown at like the superstar level. Just at, like it, you know. You, then you get a you get a tier of like you know superstars. I put him at like the bottom tier of the superstar caliber players right now. Tatum. I mean, he's legit, man. He's he's a hooper. And it, seeing, I RJ is not Tatum level, but RJ is developing very nicely. And I'm very happy to see that. I think RJ is going to be a very, very good player, especially after seeing this this season how he's going. Very excited to see how RJ goes. 
I mean, the only thing we can really compare it to is like, I hope he's like Tatum. I really do. I hope he's, you know, a hooper like that. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much all you can really ask for is like, you hope that you can get someone who's a hooper like that. He has the potential to be, I think. He's very skilled. He has a very um, old school skill set. Not a lot of guards play like him anymore, which is, I mean... And that's not necessarily a bad it's thing. It's not, because he's, he's good at it. He's very, he's just aggressive, near the basket kind of guard. I, you know, that could turn out really good or it can, you know, be like someone like DeMar DeRozan, who's not bad, but like, you know, I'm not trying to, DeMar DeRozan's not leading a team to greatness. I mean, but he's not necessarily a bad option to have. No, I mean, trading him leads you to greatness, apparently. Yeah, that's apparently the key to success. It's like you acquire DeRozan and then you deal him. And then you win a championship. <laughs> shit. God, I'd feel like shit if I were him. I mean, it's pro- I mean, it's it's a it's a business decision, man. I mean, and it I know it, it is. was a, I'm not saying it's not, it was a good one. Just, yeah, clearly. <laughs> Damn, you know who honestly is the the team in the East that I am most impressed by right now is the Sixers. That team is fucking amazing right now. Yeah, I'm begrudgingly seeing the Sixers like actually being good, and I'm not a fan. Embiid is honestly probably my MVP pick right now. Man is on a fucking tear. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I believe, yeah, he's fourth in the league in points per game right now behind... I forget who... But, um, oh, he's behind Beal, Curry, and Dame. Beal, Curry, and Dame. Curry has a case for MVP. He'd probably be top five, but I'm definitely taking Embiid. Embiid's my pick right now for MVP. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree. Um, but... We do have one more thing football-related to talk about. Yeah, believe it or not, this whole talk about basketball was during a football segment. Um, so, it's no secret that Bryce and I have a great disdain for the Houston Texans and their organization. And earlier today, they ultimately did make the mutual decision with J.J. Watt to release him. And I it just want to say Jack Easterby is a fucking... Jack Easterby should be thrown in jail. Well, I mean... his crimes against the city. Okay. No, this one's not that bad. Because Watson... Or not Watson, sorry. We'll get to Watson's situation probably. But uh, with why he asked for it. And, like, he's done so much for that team. Yeah, no, um, it was the right decision for him to want out. I don't think anyone should want to be in Houston right now. I mean, it, how could you, like, as a as an owner, be like, how how could you disrespect someone who's done so much for that team's, you know, wishes like that? Like that man is easily the greatest player in Texans history, like not even close. I'd retire his number while he's still playing. To be honest with you. Um, I don't know if they even can do that, but they they should retire his number when he, you know, hangs him up. 
you know, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Gonna be weird, man. JJ Watt being in the Hall of Fame, dude. That that's gonna be like. That's gonna be really feel. That's gonna be the way. That's gonna be the wake up call for me. You're like, damn, I am old as shit, huh? Um, I mean, like we've we've got guys that have already been drafted, like when we were kids. Getting like into the Jared hall. Allen. I don't. Jared Allen hasn't gotten into the hall yet. I think he is in the Hall of Fame. No. He was on the ballot this year. We have fucking Megatrons in the Hall. Charles Woodson. Well, Charles Woodson was playing before we were born. Or no, he wasn't. He, when we were yes, like he was. little. Was he? Yeah, Charles Woodson. He was in Peyton Manning's draft class. Uh, okay, so a little before we were born. Because like we're seeing, we're seeing players that like we grew up with are now Hall of Famers. Like, even basketball, like Tim Duncan, Kobe, um, AI, you know, players like that. Starting to feel old as shit over here, man. Like, I can only imagine how, <laughs> I can only imagine how people feel that are like, you know, grew up in the '80s. You know, old they feel. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not I'm not ready to be in that situation yet. Yeah, we still got like 20, 20 years, thirty years. You know, if there's one thing that college has taught me is that that 20 to 30 years, that's going to catch up faster than you think. Oh, yeah. That shit sneaks up on you like a chase down block. Bleacher Report tweet. <laughs> 20, 20 years from now, cre- creeping up on you like LeBron tracing down Iguodala. No, it, it, that tr- the tweet itself was too close to referencing LeBron for it to be Bleacher Report. It has to be... It has to be something that doesn't even involve LeBron at all. But they still manage to find a way to connect with LeBron. This is honestly like you know, they're gonna be t- they're gonna talk about how um Steph Curry saved thirty kittens from a house fire, and it's gonna show a picture of LeBron grinning at Curry. I'm just keeping real That's with you. If you listen to this, I'm not saying like we're the only good sports media out there, but there's not a lot of good sports media out there. Like most of these websites are fucking terrible, dog. Yeah, no, there's a lot of bad sports media out there, and we are absolutely part of it. Oh, absolutely. The only difference is we at least admit it. Yeah, we just know. Like we'll, we'll we're we're not too proud to shy away from that. But where do you think J.J. Watt's going to go? I mean, everyone's saying Steelers because T.J.'s there. I mean, that's that would make sense. And I know the Watt, they also have, it's, it would be all three of the Watt brothers in Pittsburgh at that point, which would be cool. It, but I don't think that necessarily means that he just wants to go play in Pittsburgh. Oh. Granted, would Pittsburgh's already solid defense be really, really good at that point? Yes. Does that necessarily mean that he wants to go there knowing that if he wants to go to a contender, he has better options? I mean... Yes. I don't know. I mean, I don't think J- adding J.J. Watt really does thing for Pittsburgh, really. Like, obviously, yeah, they get J.J. Watt, but like, honestly, T.J. is better, better player than him. Um, I mean, you get two... You, you get an extra, you know... 
maybe not necessarily elite anymore, but you get a really good either interior rusher or an edge rusher, depending on where you want to play him. Obviously, TJ right now, probably better, just because TJ hasn't had the injury history that JJ has. He's faster off the ball. He, you know, he, he's more of a linebacker, because that's what he is. He's a, he's a linebacker. JJ Watt's not a linebacker, so it's like, I don't know. I, I would probably agree right now that TJ is better. But I wouldn't hate it for Pittsburgh if they picked up JJ Watt. I think, although I'm not certain that's where necessarily he's going to go. I think, like, honestly, if I'm Green Bay, any big name free agent, I'm fucking going after. I don't care at this point. I mean, they should be going after wide receivers, but. I mean, JJ Watt would help out Green Bay. Absolutely. Um, Wide outs. Who, who, well, okay, we got who's out there? We got Robinson and Galladay are probably the top two. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of free agent wide receivers. Um, so AJ Green probably not going to make a big deal. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's going to be a free agent. He old though. He's only thirty two. That's old when you're a speed receiver. I guess. Um. Marvin Jones could be a sneaky good number that two would, option. That would be a pretty good number two. Uh, Brashad Perriman, he's pretty fast. Perriman be okay. They have to go um, after Galladay or Robinson, though. They should. They should be going after one of them. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Corey Davis, Willie Sneed. Corey Davis, I mean, uh, none of these guys are that great anymore. Yeah. Um, you know who might be an interesting number two for Green Bay? Keelan Cole. Keelan be all right. I mean, he kind of is. He's he's sort of built like, um, MVS a little bit. He's probably he's better than MVS, but well, yeah, he's he's a little similar. I I just think like if you get a, um, um, if you get a guy like Robinson or Galladay on that Packer team, they're they're getting a ring. That's really the difference. If they sign, oh, man, I don't know what their money look like, but, but they got to get one of those guys, man. It's got to be priority one. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at this wide receiver list right now. It's really Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and then, like, yeah, A.B.'s there. Um, A.B.'s not leaving. I wouldn't assume so. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after Juju. He's still young. Oh God, no! I I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went. Not Juju. Uh, Chris Godwin's there too, but I'm that would be yes. Oh my God, yeah! If Chris Godwin gets out of Tampa Bay, that is the best receiver available. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay is gonna do everything they can to hold on to him. I would give that man. They got like seven. They got like seventy million in cap space. I give him whatever. You know, he actually, wants. the Buccaneers might be a team that JJ Watt might go to because if Shaq Barrett's mm. walking into the agency this offseason, they could get I, JJ I, Watt back, and that defensive line. I doubt they let Shaq down. walk. I mean, Shaq's just a, such a key. I mean, think part. about this. Think about this. So Shaq could reasonably command eighteen million dollars this offseason. 
And Tampa Bay absolutely has the cap space to manage that. Mm-hmm. And I know there, I know Brady and Evans are going to restructure their deals this offseason, so they're you know going to free up some more cash that way. But let's say Shaq you know gets a, an offer that Tampa Bay can't match, so he goes, and they bring in a veteran JJ Watt. That's a pretty solid replacement. It's not as good <laughs> no, as Barrett. No, he's not as good as but Barrett. But it's not a bad option. It's not bad. Especially I, if you can stay healthy. I just I think JJ wants to go to a team where he can contend and he's like, you know, the number one choice. And you're basing it off of Shaq leaves, which I mean we don't see it entirely. Uh, maybe we see it more often than I think, but most of the time when a team wins a ring that, you know, they kind of want to come back, you know, like, oh, I might want to run it back. I know Shaq wants to be back, and I know Tampa Bay wants him back. I just don't know if the numbers are going to line up. Yeah. That's my whole thought process with that. If they, listen, Tampa Bay has two jobs this offseason. Retain, uh, what's his name? Fucking Shaq Barrett. Chris Godwin. Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin, that's all they have to do. They retain them, they're going to be great. I don't disagree. They should they should keep both. They have the space to keep both. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept both. You can let AB go if you really want, but I don't think AB is going to go anywhere. I think AB would be willing to take a cheap deal to stay with Tampa. He loves Brady. He loves Grant. I don't think anyone else is going to like, take a chance on him. I, I don't see why you wouldn't. If you get him for a cheap deal, there's virtually no risk. And he doesn't, in theory, he doesn't want to play anywhere else. <laughs> he doesn't want to play anywhere else. So yet, there's no point. I mean, that's why I think Tampa's going to hold on to him. Maybe he's, still, maybe he's still nice. I mean, not like he used to be, but he's still talented. He, he's still got it. I don't think anyone's going to argue that. Um, I think we can wrap that up here then, because I don't really have much else to say. Yeah, we kind of covered everything we want to talk about football-wise. Um, we did forget to talk about something last week, but not regarding football. We've covered everything football. Um, baseball, we totally forgot about a huge trade that happened, which is only huge because of the player that got traded, and that's Nolan Arenado. Um, we knew that the Rockies were trying to blow things up. They're, you know, they're going to be selling off all their pieces. I'm surprised Trevor's story hasn't been dealt yet because he could get a huge return. But the Rockies dealt Arenado to the Cardinals for a couple prospects. But here's what's really, really Really weird. And I, yes, the extra two reallys were necessary here. Because the Rockies, despite trying to shed contracts, also paid the Cardinals $50 million to take Arenado. That was, that was dumb. I don't understand. Well, I the only thing I really understand now is that the Rockies are going to be in the slums for a long time. 
like, yeah, getting rid of Arenado, it's is like you no know, bad. It's bad himself, bad in itself. But now you're paying fifteen or fifty million dollars to a team that's on that's you know still trying to compete, so that they, so that they can win. The I'm 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 stumbling over my own words because I'm still so, sh- I'm still so shocked that. They, you know, trading Arenado is one thing if you're trying to blow it up. But you're paying a team $50 million to take on one of the best third basemen in the league on a, while hefty, not nearly an overpay. I, I, I do not understand it. I do not like it. If you're trying to blow things up, why are you paying so much money to another organization to take your best player? Um, it should be enough that you know if you just wanted the prospects, take the prospects. Arizona is not going to put a fifty million dollar price tag on top of Arenado for three prospects. Um, I mean, this is worse than like. The Mookie trade, because like no, the Mookie trade at least they got you know, Verdugo. They like they got Verdugo, who's a solid MLB outfielder. And they're, and they I mean, they Peter did, Downs and Connor they Wong, did, who at least you know they seem promising. They did retain a little too much of Price's contract. That, they needed to do that though. If they wanted, to, if they wanted to dump Mookie so badly, they did need to retain some of Price's salary. Whatever, I'm over it. Well, like okay. Actually, I'm hype about Jeter Downs. Think about it. Thinking about it, there's the Red Sox. Honestly, could have been a playoff team that season. They could have. Yeah. Um, what would it get you, or where would it get us? I mean, nowhere. But the thing is, the Rockies are going nowhere anyway, so they may as well trade. Like trading Arenado is not really the bad part. It's paying him still. No, it's the fact that they're paying fifty million dollars to trade Arenado. That's the bad. That's, part. That was yeah. I, that was bad. That was really bad. So yeah, no, the Cardinals absolutely fleeced the Rockies. That's the most lopsided trade I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. They they essentially get Arenado for free for the next season and a half. I I don't understand. Baseball. Baseball is a weird sport. I don't think we have anything else to talk about this episode, so I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 131 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian M. Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.